When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. From the Knapsack Files studios in Burbank, California, this is the three things on the Knapsack Files podcast feed. Hello, everybody. It's me and you today. I got three things on my mind. When I woke up this morning, you were on my mind. It's hard to, hard to sing another song with another song in the background. What am I doing? Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Knapsack Files podcast feed. That is me, my feed. I'm Kai Knapsack. You know me. What if I just did the whole show like that? I'm Kai Knapsack. Glad to be here talking to you all here on the podcast feed. Thanks to those who are enjoying the Saturday night special lineup of programming, including this past weekend. Episode 2 of Behind the Bag with Tom Dagnino. We talk baseball. And thank you to those who have been reading my new baseball column on Flag Sports. Check it out. Go to Flag Sports online. Website. Follow them on Twitter at Flagged. Uh, it's been a lot of fun getting back into the sport of baseball, which I never left, but just watching it, taking it in. Been a lot of fun. Thanks to those who came out to the Comedy Store last week. A lot of fun going back, conquering a bit of a demon. Comedy store had not treated me nice, and I had not treated it nice. But had a great time in the belly room. Very fun set. A lot more to come. A lot more to come. Stay tuned at the end of the show. Get information on some new additions to the Patreon page and things coming. But what is on my mind this week? What are the three things on my mind? You know, working in reverse order. Three, two, one. First thing on my on my mind this week is uh, something near and dear to my heart, but it's uh, it's a it's it's a headline in my day, uh, and that is weird foods. Been thinking more and more about weird foods, and it's probably I mean here's I'm talking abomination foods foods that you think shouldn't be together and are together and they're mostly junk food type of items this is i mean i guess i'll say it it seems to be an an american thing i think we're the country that's like let's take a taco let's take a cheeseburger let's take a waffle let's mash them all together and you can call it breakfast that's something we do i'm not saying there's other other places all all around the world that there isn't some kind of weird food. All right. Uh, I mean, I'd much rather have a taco burger waffle than bloot uh, on a kind of unfinished baby chick egg or whatever that is they had to eat on Survivor years ago. Survivor, which is a show, by the way, I used to watch religiously, finally dropped off. No reasons. That just after so many years, I'd seen it again and again and again. But Survivor was a basically a show of taking Americans who are used to taco burger waffles and making them eat eggs and not the good kind on your waffle burger taco thingy. Um, but back on topic here. The reason I say this, the reason it's 
on my mind is as I record this, I am minutes away, minutes away from trying something that shouldn't be, but something I'm definitely going to have because it's probably going to be a knock on the door very soon that I don't have to answer right now, but what will be waiting for me is a new stuffed Cheez-It. I believe this one's from Pizza Hut. They're not a sponsor. I'm not suggesting you go out and try it. I am suggesting you pray for me. Pray for those affected by the stuffed Cheez-It. And I'm sure it's going to be good. I love Cheez-Its. Cheez-Its are one of those foods. It should be its own food group, especially now that there's different varieties. Cheez-It mix-ups, bacon flavor, and cheddar cheese flavor. Whatever. I like them. I like them all. We here in this house, we get the extra toasty Cheez-Its which uh, probably aren't my favorite cheeses. They're like two or three. Uh, classic cheese it works for me. A little uh, super, super cheese dust, cheese it, cheese it's work for me. Cheese it's in general work for me. So word came across. I don't know how. I don't know why, but Grace suddenly came running into my office this morning and said, look at this. Pizza Hut is offering a stuffed cheese it. We have to try this. On principle. Now, we try to eat healthy in this house. Her more than me, clearly. We have a gym. We've built up in our garage. We use it. Her more than me, clearly. But I respect this point of view. The world is offering an altered version of something you love. You owe it to yourself and to those that follow you on this earth. You owe it to yourself to try it. And so... I thought about waiting. Hell, I thought about doing it on air. But we don't necessarily want to do that, right? We don't want that. And also, what if it goes wrong? I also think there's greater joy in the anticipation, and maybe I do a follow-up. I know what I'm going to do. If you're listening to this on the Knapsack Files podcast feed, thank you for listening. But if you're a Patreon supporter on 5 Extra Minutes, you are going to get the follow-up. <laughs> That's I'm choking already. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. Because I think the world needs to know. Also, I need to document what's happening to me. I'm excited. I shouldn't be excited. This shouldn't be a thing. Pizza's bad enough, and it's great, but it's bad enough. Doughy dough, all the carbs and calories... And some cheese and just like not like a healthy, oh, the doctor, my doctor says I need more cheese. Um, <laughs> like, like, you know, bad cheese, bad cheese. And then you throw a topping on, you get healthy, throw some veggies on there. You take that and you take that concept and then you stuff it into a cheese. It, what are we doing? What are we doing? Make America great again. We're dying of heart disease. That will make us healthy again. Oh, that was a hacky joke. I'm sorry. It wasn't even a joke. It was an observation. Sorry. <laughs> this reminds me of the greatest weird food I tried in my life once. Um, and that was uh, loaded Doritos. And if you're a longtime fan of some of the other things um, out there, um, in my stories, my schmoes and everything like that. I used to tell the story, and schmoes, one of the 
first Comic Cons I attended. I think it was like the second Comic Con I attended. Me and Josh McCuga and everyone got real drunk. We were partying and we left a party. We were wandering the streets of San Diego. About three in the morning, we stumbled into a 7 Eleven and we tried loaded Doritos and it was amazing. But I don't remember much more that night. Loaded Doritos, you ask, what are they? Take the Dorito cheese. Um, take the G- Dorito cheese and, uh, uh, <laughs> and stuff hot cheese uh, in it. And then that uh, the Dorito dust, put that on the outside. It's, so it's not even like a Dorito that was pluffed, puffed up and filled with hot cheese. It's like the Dorito dust on something, filled with something. And it was good. But we love this stuff. We love this stuff. You know, when you start eating healthy or you cut something out, you start losing those cravings, right? These cravings are deep. They design, These cravings are designed. This food's designed to pull you in. I don't like McDonald's. I don't like it. But holy moly, do I crave it. I don't have it often. I don't have it often. But then, you know that feeling, you drive by. You drive by and you see those golden arches. I mean, there you go. I don't even need to watch that Michael Keaton movie to figure this out. Is it, was that about McDonald's or Burger King? I can't remember. Carl Karcher was Carl's Jr. that I know. He was, he was Ray Kroc, right? McDonald's? I can't remember. I don't, but the point is, I don't even need to watch it. It's genius. I've been trained since I was a child, not even intentionally, because my parents didn't give us a lot of fast food. But I drive down the street, I see the Golden Arches. And a lot of the time, even if I don't stop, or even if I'm not hungry, even if I'm leaving a lunch, leaving a dinner, I see those Golden Arches, I start feeling like uh, those little tiny cubed onions they have in a lot of their burgers. I start feeling it in my tongue, in my mouth. Taste buds. Mm, 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 mm. The way the ketchup is smushed into the bun. And I'm not saying it's great, but I feel it. I literally feel it like my mouth is being haunted. It gets in your mind. Then you start thinking about the French fries. Probably angry and some of you out there right now, you're probably getting hungry or you're getting disgusted. But you start feeling the French fries, the salt falling off the fries. Then when the fries get a little cold, first they're hot, 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 and then they're cold, cold, cold. And then like I cut soda out of my life. I very rarely have actual soda anymore. Most of the time it's it's if I go out and I'm getting a drink and I get a rum and diet or a Jack and Coke, like no soda. But I'll tell you what, I got to get a Diet Coke at McDonald's. It's all this weird balance of chemical goodness. And you're trained. Pavlov dog theory right here. Hear that bell. I get hungry. Start salivating. And so that concept, as I think, plays out larger scale on us as a country. Going back now, probably to the 50s, the post-war boom. Suburbia, we're on the move, we're growing, we're building freeways, we don't have time to cook dinner, it's a nuclear family. Get a microwave, get an oven, 
Get a Hungry Man TV dinner. Get fast food. Food prepared the same way across the country. You know what you're getting. And there's a great comfort in that. That's why it worked. Why it does work. Man, we just... I don't know when it began. I want a documentary. And, it may, you know, I don't know if Spurlock covers it in his uh, his McDonald's doc or anything. I don't know if it's out there. You know, I love my weird Netflix docs. But I want to see where this really started. It was one thing to have, hey, a cheeseburger. You want a, you want a jack-of-the-box, uh, you know, jumbo jack? That's one thing. A, a, a Western, double Western bacon cheeseburger. Big Mac. You can have all that. that, that you know, that's, but then you start throwing stuff in it. You start mixing up. And then the fast food wars begin. By the 80s, this is an all-out. This is not just uh, Jack in the Box and Carl's Jr. are going to get along. They hate each other. And they're going to win. And to win, you got to pull people in. The first time I remember a weird, and it's not even weird, it's a, it's a hamburger. It was when that, uh, it was the, the, the McDonald's did the one that's like hot on one side, cold on the other. They only meet when you put them together. What was that one called? The McDLT or something like that? I don't know. That was all the rage for a while. Yeah, and the McRibs. And there you go. And I think that might be one of the first ones. It's a rib sandwich, but we know it's not, right? So it's like, it's like a hamburger made of ribs. The weird combos have begun. And then we have to outdo ourselves more and more and more. One of our little guilty treats around the house is some Sour Patch Kid uh, little bag of goodies. You know, like a, the watermelon Sour Patch Kids. There's a Sour Patch Kids ice cream. And I don't really see it a lot of places, but the 7-Eleven I go to has like one on the shelf, one in the freezer. And I keep telling Grace, one of these days, we're going to pull it off that shelf. We're going to take it home. It might be the same pint. I don't know if they've anyone else has got it. But I love this stuff. I shouldn't. But let's throw the health out. Just absolutely love this stuff. You give me a combo of some kind, a together at last. We're putting a thing that you love with a thing that you need I'm game to try it. So as, as we're recording, I just heard the dogs barking. The stuffed cheese is in the house. Four of them. It costs like eight bucks for four of them. It's better change my life. The report will be on five extra minutes this week on the Napsock Files. If you have a weird food out there that I, I I didn't go into detail. I didn't bring up a Wikipedia list of weird food items. Just want to talk about it in general. I don't know if we can break the habit. We all should break some of our food habits. It'd be good. It'd be better for us. But nature, you know, maybe nature needs to come up with its own marketing plan. Bananas and hot dogs. I don't know. That doesn't sound... Hot dogs aren't natural, right? They're not grown in the ground? Okay. Lesson learned. Nature's got to combat it. We got to find a way. In the meantime, these weird items should be on our flag. No disrespect to the flag that I love. But maybe those stars should be stuffed Cheez-Its until we learn our lesson. Controversial, I know. Next thing on my mind, home improvement. I talked I talked a bit ago. Moving into this house, you know, you need to do a lot of things. Eh, this is, this is uh, you know... Uh, this needs to be hung. We need to get this. You need to do that. It doesn't matter where you move. Apartment, studio apartment, condo, townhome. Home that we have that was 
built in the 1920s. I mean, we got some things. So making a lot of trips to the hardware store. I actually love the hardware stores. I don't know why. It's all the smells, metal, plants, fertilizer, weed killer, lights, refrigerators. There's just all these smells. Just it's this wonderful industrial slash homey smell. So I actually like going in there. And I talked about some of uh, the, the things I needed to buy recently. And I, I know it's come up on some Knapsack Files episodes. Don't repeat it too much. But just, I need sandpaper. I needed a good hammer. And then once I got to the hammer section, I was like, well, I definitely need a hatchet. I own a hatchet right now. I own a hatchet and a saw. Because we got a fire pit, thanks, Taymor. And, and I needed to chop some wood. But I didn't get an axe. That seemed like a bit overboard. I got a, I got a hatchet, which, uh, no surprise, didn't really work to the level that I needed. So I needed to get a saw. And that worked okay. It's just a lot of work. Now I'm going to go buy a pre-starter log and all those things. And it just something takes over. It's caveman stuff. It's evolutionary, I suppose. It's inbred deep into our core. You must repair the cave. I don't think it needs to fall down gender lines. Absolutely don't. I'm not good at it. Grace is better at some of the stuff than me. That's how it works. But I also cook. She doesn't. We're just tossing gender norms out the window here at this house. But I've learned this week that I have to face the fact that I just don't have the skills for home improvement. I have the desire. And if there's a desire, I think you can learn. And that's everywhere in life. And you've got to get together. Tech-wise, Tech-wise, I'm staring right now at a Canon XA10 camera I've had for years, a camera link, some uh, an Elgato Stream Deck, and a Mevo camera. These are things, uh, and, and a great laptop computer. At least things that a lot of my Patreon supporters um, gifted me for Christmas and holidays. God bless you all. I have them all, and I'm getting ready to use them in a way that I have not used them before. I've used them here and there. And it's all sitting there on the desk in front of me, and I can't figure it out. I'm watching YouTube videos. I just can't figure it out. And it's a mindset. So there's a lesson here. Uh, there's a will, there's a way, but also you must approach it with the good mindset. We talk, that, uh, talk a lot about that here, focus, determining your reality. If I approach this defeated, it's not going to work. And right now I approach all of this defeated. I just hung some things today. Finally. My room, my office, the one I'm broadcasting in was the last to be fixed. I was waiting on a piece of furniture. Finally got it. Took me a day and a half to build. To be fair, it was a little bit of a cheaper piece. The door's crooked. I get it. I look at it. I go, the door's crooked. I can't open uh, the bottom drawer of this wardrobe without catching it on the door. I see what must be done. So I'm like, all right, I got I to gotta take a screwdriver and tighten this up and lift it up. Spent a half hour this morning moving things around, screwing, unscrewing, back, yanking things up, yanking things down. The door's still crooked. I'm looking at it right now. It's still crooked. I know what must be done, but I can't. Going back to these things that are on my wall that I was hanging today. Oh, when Josh comes in to record the afternoons, he's going to be so happy. I'm much better. See, you can learn. I'm much better at hanging things than I used to be. But there's a cork board on the wall that used to be used for notes and things to remind me to do things. 
Um, it's now just got a bunch of Star Wars figures on it, some cool pictures from my past, a K-Bear 95 bumper sticker, and some rock and roll concert tickets I went to. It's a useless cork board for anything productive, but it's a good memory board. Um, that's hanging up there now. It looks great. I'm staring at it right now. Oh, it looks so great. Beneath that, or behind it, I should say, on the wall are extra holes, a big scrape, some metal residue, and this simple act of hanging this thing, two screws and maybe a level to make sure it's straight, took me 45 minutes, two emotional violent outbursts, and occasional tears. I know how to do it. I can't do it. This is why this big push, you know, look, I say go to college, get your education. But if you're going to go to a trade school, I'm telling you, I know a much more successful, happy, four-car garage-owning plumbers and electricians in my life or around me than I do artists. The world needs both. But I, met, I was at a birthday party the other day, and my friend and I were talking to a young kid. He's 19. He's getting his, uh, his electric, electrician's education permit, whatever it is. It's a program, and he got to get an apprenticeship, and it's, it's big-time stuff, right? We were telling him, good for you. Good for you. Don't become a podcaster. Become a plumber. Become an electrician. Become a person that knows how to hang things. You, you hear in a lot of worlds, if you know who Brett Sheridan is over there uh, uh, with the Schmoes crew and everything, he's great at this stuff. That's why we all uh, tease like Harloff because he always needs to come and bring him in to hang stuff in the office. But there before the grace of God go I. I can get things up. I've got, I got four posters up today and this board. And it frazzled my morning, but it was good. But again... I, I, I was hammering into the wall behind me, hammering into this wall behind me. And the, 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 the wall was built in 1920, right? And, and the handyman that works on the house, he was telling us, ah, uh, you know, it's got some, you know, the wall. You, you're gonna, when you screw stuff in, you're going to find that it's, uh, you know, it's got the stuff and it's like not plaster. It's not wood. It's like a thing, you know. And, he, and I mean, he's telling me this and I'm not listening to it. I had to hang something, I had to help Grace hang something, and I had to hammer a nail into the wall to hang this Star Wars poster. I have a New Hope poster signed by Alan Ladd Jr., uh, gifted to me by the great Stephen Stanton, the voiceover artist. And um, I went to just and do the nail. I did my measuring right. The measuring was great. It's even, by the way. It's, it's, it's totally level. I go to hammer it in. Clunk, 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 boonk. I don't know what happened. The nail goes flying. I take a chunk out of the wall. Missed my thumb by a fraction of a fly's wing. And I just, uh, I'm doing that thing. Oh, uh, could have been bad. It's up, though. I don't know what happened. I have to face the fact that I got to either get better at this stuff, because I don't want to have to pay. This is why tradesmen, uh, uh, which is a great little joke on Shit's Creek, would have to get a tradesman. Um, people coming around to trade schools. This is why you got skills that are needed. I can't, I was, I've been shown several times how to change the oil in my car. You know what I need to do very soon? Go get the oil in my car changed at a mechanic shop where he'll charge me for parts and labor. Where my dad's like, look, just go out to the pep boys and get this and get that and boom, you're done. And he showed me. Made me do it once. I did it, kids. I did it. We're not doing that ever again. 
Did it go wrong that day? No, my dad was there to guide me through it. And I was not young. I was like late teens, early 20s. I mean, that's young, but you know, it wasn't like 12 on the farm learning this stuff. But I remember he showed me and he said, there you go. Now, you know, you can change your own oil. And I went, yeah. In my head, I went, never going to do that again. Again, it didn't go wrong. I just was like, what's the point? We have skilled experts to handle this for me. But over time, you find you're paying, you're paying, you're paying, you're paying. And that's where I am now because I got to get stuff done in the house. You know, they have cooking classes. They have cooking classes, right? Rediscover your love of food. Go to a cooking class. It's romantic. Yeah, I don't know why I'm doing that voice a lot today. I apologize. Yeah, yeah, they, they got that. They need a home improvement class. Not like night school, not like night trade school, but like there's like a, a place not too far down the street here in Burbank that's like one of those like come cook and have a meal and a date and it'll be great. They need to have like come learn how to hang shit. Come learn how to find the stud in your wall, even with the stud finder. I'm always like doing that thing where I'm like, knock, 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 knock. Oh, I found it. Just my whole hand goes through the wall. It's been on my mind because it's been on my uh, fingers, the dirt of the wall. I took this nail went flying. It could have killed somebody. It's like I, I got a couple pounds of the nail in clunk, clunk. Then I hit something. Like a metal on a like on a springboard. Boo! I'm not saying I'm the world's best podcaster, but at least I have somewhat of a functional understanding of what I'm doing here versus what I'm doing with a hammer. But you know what? Tomorrow I'm thinking of going back to the hardware store to see if there's some tool that I need that will make my life better. We haven't even really begun on the backyard and I have, I, I bought a till, I bought a, a couple different garden hoes. I've got, I got a lot of equipment that I don't even know what to do with. looks like it'd be great for a fight at Winterfell, but I own it and I'm going to figure that out. It's one thing on my mind on the other side of this break. We're going to have the number one thing on my mind here on this kickback weird edition of the three things. On the Knapsack Files podcast feed. Here on this episode, number 44 of the three things on the Knapsack Files podcast feed. I'm minutes away from trying to stuff cheese it. And this is weird. Uh, you know, I record the show live to tape, uh, do it in breaks. And while I was finishing the first uh, half of the first part of the show and exporting it so I can make sure my computer that's dying doesn't delete it, I went to my, uh, you know, just waiting, exporting, went to social media. And uh, <laughs> it's not freaky at all, but one of our faithful listeners, John Mariano, posted on my Facebook uh, professional page a um, picture of the stuffed cheese. So that was yesterday at the time of this release. Uh, weird, weird way the universe works. Ouch. That scares me. 
We're back here on the three things. The number one thing on my mind, uh, we were talking about uh, weird foods, home improvement. I just was thinking this week about the idea of feeling it and letting yourself feel it. And what does that mean? I'll tell you what. If you're feeling good, if you're feeling bad, don't deny that. Last week, I went to the comedy store, as I mentioned, as a lot of you knew, and some of you were there. And I performed in the Bedlam Room, which is their, uh, it's a historic spot. Chappelle recorded uh, one of his specials there. Used to be where all the female comics performed back in the day, where it was like, uh, put the women upstairs. and So it's got a great history. I love performing there. It's not the main room, not the original room. It's a tiny little belly room. And got to go there, part of the Mark Ellison Friends comedy show. And it meant a lot because uh, I had a lot of demons there. I started comedy there in 03. I wasn't a regular there at all. Didn't get to that point like uh, Ellis or even our friend Christian. But, uh, um, yeah, I did a lot of shows there. And they didn't go well. They started strong, started good, but didn't go well. And I didn't figure out how to make that place work for my career and for me to work for it. And... Lost a lot of confidence there and kind of kept that. And it happens to me a lot. Something dings me and I let it ding me and I carry that with me. Not even bitterness. I can be bitter like the best of them. But like, you know, just like that didn't go well. And it's important to reconquer it. And we talked uh, last uh, episode about disappointment and all those kind of things. But so I go there and I have a great set, a great night, killed. It was a very positive room. A lot of people that are see Mark, a lot of people knew who I was. And that, that does make it easier, and I don't want to deny that. But as I was explaining that to myself the next day, well, that was a great set. But, you know, 70% of the people there already knew who I was. It really wasn't. A, I had to remind myself, I'm feeling good. I did something that I am personally proud of. I did something that made others proud. I did something that entertained people in this particular incident. Other times it might not be that. It's just something you'd, you'd like what you did or a feeling you're feeling. You're feeling good. Why do we tear ourselves down and tear ourselves away from those feelings? If you're feeling good, feel good. Let it happen. Enjoy it. It can be fleeting. Life can be dark. We know all this. But I think it's very important. And you guys have heard me when I'm talking uh, in the past about depression. Sometimes you don't, I don't want you to deny the depression. That's why I also say if you're feeling bad, feel bad in that moment. I think it is a healthier way of getting through it. Not that you can't do the old pick yourself up or no, I'm going to have a good attitude today or do all that. That's all part of it. But you know those moments where you're like, I, I, think I'm, I think I'm depressed right now. And I'm talking about in the moment versus depression as a as a whole or as a, uh, a case, you know, something you have. But like today's not going well or that thing didn't go my way and I'm hurting because of it. This relationship didn't go my way. I'm hurting because of it. I think it's important in those moments to acknowledge it and feel it and feel it because that's how you work through it. And on the flip side, and more importantly, with what I was experiencing Friday morning, after getting home and having a great night, we hung out and had drinks and ate some bad food. Not weird food, but bad food. And I woke up and I was like, I'm feeling good. That was a great experience. 
And then it was like, well, you know, it was just the belly room. It wasn't the main room in the original room. Uh, well, you know, that's only one time. I bet the next time you're going to bomb, well, 70% of the audience probably knew you, maybe even more. They're going to laugh no matter what you say, which, by the way, isn't true. But, you know, I immediately started tearing myself down. And then that good feeling I have, which is a healthy, natural thing, and I'm no scientist. I'm no uh, Neil uh, deGrasse uh, Tyson Nye science guy. Um, but the endorphins start pumping through. All the good things start ro- ro- going through. And that builds. Just like if you stop eating all the weird foods, you, you slowly start craving all the weird foods. <clears throat> Except for those cheese, it's oh boy. Um, I think it, then it builds on itself. It builds on itself if you stop and let yourself enjoy it. Take it in. Feel good. Pat yourself on the back. You did something you were happy with. You did something you were proud of. It's just something that I've learned that I do, I do, and I do. And you'll see a lot. Like, I, I, I don't do probably as much self-promotion as I should do on social media. And what I mean by that is just from a business sense. There's some people I think who just tweet way too much about every little minuscule thing they do. That's a different thing. That is a sign of a little bit of a self-esteem issue, right? And we all can do that. I'm not casting arrows, slinging arrows, casting rocks, slinging arrows, whatever. You know, like, you see it. You know when you see it. But, hey, I got a show out. Here it is. If you'd like to listen to it, click on it. I'm selling a book. There's an audiobook version. I have not made a tweet yet about my, the audiobook version of Why We Love Star Wars. I've put it some other places. Certainly mentioned it on shows. But I'm proud of it. I got to do it. I actually like it better than the written book. I haven't told the world yet. Yeah, it's a little bit of fair success, a little bit of that, a little too much self-loathing, a little healthy dose of humbleness. That's all right. I, I, I don't think my stuff's any better, and I don't want to put, I don't want to inundate. I'm always worried. Ah, if I promote, I promote today. I promoted two podcasts. Uh, people are going to start hating me. But I have to allow myself to enjoy what I've done and be proud. And you see a lot of people starting to fight back against that who are in the digital media business. You'd make some, tweet it out. And it goes for you if you aren't in the digital media business. Hey, everybody. I grilled something today that I loved. Hey, everybody. I hung a picture on a wall better than Ken Napsock did. Put it out there. I mean, maybe leave me out of it, but put it out there. Enjoy it. Celebrate it. Feel good. And if other people have a problem with that, if they're like, this guy grilled chicken, blah, that's eh, on them. Now, if every 10 seconds you're going, I grilled chicken, I cooked some broccoli and made some rice. We put it all in one tweet. All right? We don't need the 12 tweets in a row of it. But you know what I mean? Jokes aside, you know what I mean? We have to remind ourselves, just in this business alone, that self-promotion is just part of the business. And it's also a way of saying, I did something that I think is good and you might enjoy. And we live in that moment. Live in the moment of feeling good. And then, uh, again, live in the moment of feeling bad because then you know how it feels and you know how to, you can survive. I think it's so important for us to learn that we can survive bad things. Again, speaking in general terms. 
adversity, all these kind of things. And I'm not one of those who's going to pound you over the head with the uh, participation trophy generation jokes. Uh, that's not what I'm here for. But again, going back to why I like sports, sports will teach you some of that stuff. Failure's important. Disappointment, we just talked about last week. It's important. If you're feeling bad, don't deny it. Don't deny it. Address it. Feel that moment. Go get it. Stuffed cheese it. And maybe for two seconds while you're going, yeah, I'm down and out, dump in the dumps, depressed, but I'm going to let myself have this stuffed cheese it. Maybe for two seconds you'll feel good and maybe that will turn yourself around. Or when you do recover and you will recover, both from the cheese it and from the dark times, you know you can get through it. And I'm telling you, I'm in a weird point, little point in my life the last four or five years. I still battle depression. If you think I don't battle depression, just follow my career closely. I am a collection of half successes, mostly failures. I am a collection of, I've got this camera. I need it to work for me. I can't figure it out. I got other friends of mine broadcasting in their garages. I can't figure this out. I have all the same tools. That's my cross to bear, right? But I still deal with it. But I know how to get through it. There just was a point. Fortunate enough for me. I went through therapy, all these kind of things where the depression kind of was like, oh, here it comes again. But guess what? I'm okay with you hanging around this week, depression, because I know it's not permanent. I got through this before. I could only get that place, only get to that place by really addressing it, working on it lot to it. There's a lot to it, but I went through it and I allowed myself to go through it. And then on the other side, if you allow yourself to feel good, it stays, maybe it's not as long, it doesn't stay longer necessarily, but it stays vibrant. It stays real. And that little voice, like my voice, when I woke up in the morning, ah, that set was great at the comedy store. I really feel like a comic again. I feel like I can do this. Well, you know, if you control that, if you control the well you knows, then the moment, the good moment, actually takes more hold within you. It actually means something. I'm not bragging. I'm not being cocky about it. And you aren't either about the things in your life. I'm just simply saying, I did good there. And it's not wrong to enjoy it. And that can lead to something bigger and better. Maybe it just leads to Cheez-Its. Both are good. So I hope, I hope you like that. I hope you understand where I'm coming from. And I hope you, you out there listening, I don't care who you are, if you're a youngster in the Midwest, if you're across the pond, struggling to get through a day job and a career you didn't choose if you're a a mother raising her kids if you're a father raising his kids if you're doing it together doing it alone if you're chasing your college education if you're trying out for a team if you're 12 years old going into school and you don't quite know what's coming your way here's a mission for all of you over the next week when you have do something good feel it And let yourself feel it. Let's see where we're all at at the other side of that. That's the Knapsack Files for this week. 
I want to thank everyone who is a supporter on Patreon, but especially my executive producer supporters. That is uh, Real Snacks Attack, Sir Thomas Atal, who got married this past week. Congratulations, uh, Sir Thomas Atal, Thomas Risling, and uh, Emma, uh, Lethal Logan X, Matthew Simon, Bador, Matt Thompson, the brothers Bahuda, Tamor, Abdul, and Rafi, Donald Long, Nathan Ovendale, a first-rate Nate, Zach Anderson, Zach, you're going to have a great set the next time you get up on stage. I just feel it. Uh, Ty Schallenberger, my good friend out there in the world. Ty, your Giants, my Dolphins. It's uh, Football season's great already, but thanks for your support. I do want to announce to those who are on Patreon.com slash Ken uh, new show launching in October. Well, I almost said August because, nope, that month is done. Um, New show launching in uh, October called Inside Why We Love Star Wars. Been thinking about doing this, been working on this for a bit here. It's going to involve all my patron supporters and their questions, thoughts, and uh, and whatnot. Uh, It's going to be available to all patrons, all levels. It is uh, just me going a couple chapters at a time through the book and just going over how I came to the scene, what my thoughts are now. I might be going, I don't know, maybe if I was to write the book now, this wouldn't be there. I'm going to cringe over some of the mistakes because there were some mistakes, some on my end, some on the copy editing side, and uh, I'm going to talk about those and just kind of take some of your questions too. So that's going to be something fun, uh, and I'm excited because I'm proud of the book. I'm proud of the book, and we're going to go a little bit more into it over on the Patreon page if you want to join, all right? That's that. Uh, also, go to catnapsack.com for information on uh, comedy shows. Definitely have the one coming up in November, November 16th, Comedy Loft in Washington, D.C. Now confirmed, Josh McCuga traveling with us. McCuga Napsack Ellis, going to be a fun show, uh, so look for that. Information is uh, available on my website, again, at catnapsack.com or markellislive.net. All right, all right. That's it for now. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the three things on the Napsack Files podcast feed. <laughs>